Welcome to New Covenant Church. You are listening to this week's message with Senior Pastor Chris Valdez. We are so glad that you're with us this morning. I'm really excited to get to the to the message this morning, but before we do that, I want to share uh, something very quickly with you. Uh, once a month, we take a few minutes to give you an update on the building. If you came in this morning, uh, I'm sure you, you saw the progress. If you haven't been here in a while, you've, you've seen it go up. For those uh, watching online, you can look on our Facebook page. We've been posting pay, uh, updates as the, as the construction continues. Um, this building, if you're not aware, is for our children, youth, and Heritage Daycare Ministries uh, to use. And we're so excited about what God's doing there and the plans that he has uh, for that ministry. Uh, if you're not aware, God directed us before we started that project that we were not to take a loan. Um, there's a scripture, maybe it's on the next one. Yeah, there we go. Exodus 25, 1 through 2. The Lord said to Moses, speak to the people of Israel that they take from me a contribution from every man whose heart moves him. You shall receive the contribution for me. And God uh, paid for that uh, temple, the tabernacle, the tent of meeting uh, be- beforehand. All They actually told the people to stop giving because they'd gotten more than they needed to build. And that was the word that God gave us for this project. And to date, we've received a total of $621,000 toward that project of the total 849. Yeah, praise the Lord. Um, of the total 849 that we needed for that next-gen building. Um, truth be told, if you were to ask myself or any of the elders, uh, when God gave us that word and that plan, uh, what I knew is that God was going to do it in his timing. You know, But he didn't tell us what that timing was. He just said, do this, present it in this way, and go forward. And uh, in my mind, I thought, okay, well, that's, he's going to do it. He's going to be faithful. But I was like, we're going to start and stop and start and stop and start and stop as the, you know, as we run out of funds and have to wait for more. Well, today we've never stopped. <laughs> we we've started, and it has been getting built as fast as we could have built it if we'd have had a hundred percent loan from a bank. And so um, God has been faithful. I know He's going to continue to be faithful. Uh, to provide that that last amount and our hope and prayer is that we can finish without stopping we actually have enough funds right now to carry us through the begin, beginning of october and that takes us uh well into the phase three which is the final phase for that building um and so if we have to stop we have to stop again we trust god that it's going to be at his right but we're praying and believing that um he's going to provide like he has all the way through and it's just going to carry to completion also want to let you know that following that project, the phase four that's mentioned up there is the refresh of this space that we're in right now. Um, we uh, This carpet, I think, is 20 plus years old, as well as the chairs and everything surrounding us. And so we feel like God told us that we need to, to refresh this space and just take care of what he's given us, you know, what he's blessed us with. And so that will uh, take care of updates in the space that we're in, and that will follow the completion of that building and just uh, generations and building contributions that come in after that's done. And we're doing it the same way. We're not going to finish that and then go get a loan. So until we get those funds and to do this, we'll wait, and it'll be done in his timing. Um. Okay, <laughs> so like I said, I am really excited about the word this morning. Uh, there's a song that I'll I, I'll close with, and by the way, I'm not going to sing it. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. You and your children and their children and their children. <laughs> um, but it's a song uh, about 
about truth. And that song has been in my head all week. God just uh, has been reminding that. And, and it, it sounds in tune in my head. Uh, but I guarantee if I were to sing it, it would not come out that way. Um, but that being said, back in February, I shared a message with you all uh, out of Hebrews chapter 12 on the unshakable kingdom of heaven. And I don't know if you remember that or not. If you weren't here, you can go back online and listen to that message. But in that, uh, in Hebrews chapter 12, God makes a promise. He says, I am going to shake everything that is of this world. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. It's a promise. And four months, that's just, it was just four months ago. Four months ago seems like a lifetime ago. I don't know about you, but to me, four months ago was a lifetime ago. The world has totally changed in four months. And God didn't give me a word. The only way anybody could have known what was coming was a revelation from God himself. And I didn't know what was coming when he gave me that word. But I know he put that word on my heart. And we spent several weeks talking about the unshakable kingdom of heaven. And God promised in chapter 12 of Hebrews, everything else would be shaken. Well, we've seen everything being shaken. And it's not done shaking. God promised it's going to crumble. Everything that we can see, everything... uh, that is physical, every government, every economic system, everything that is of this world will not stand. It's going to be shaken. And we are literally, we have been for the past few months surrounded by a spiritual earthquake. It's from God. He promised it. One of the words that I've shared with Pastor Daryl and some of the other elders just in conversation is I've not gotten a word uh, where God said, like, you know, there, there's words in, in the, of the Bible in the Old Testament where he would tell the people, if you'll repent, X, Y, Z won't happen. You know, just do this and this won't come. That's not what I've been hearing during what we're seeing. God's just said, this is what's going to happen. And then I'm going to show myself mighty. I am going to show myself the one when everything else shakes away, I'm going to remain. The truth will remain. God will remain. His word has not been shaken. His son has not been shaken. His truth has not been shaken. The world is going to shake away, but he remains. And it's not a let's do this so this won't happen. He's saying this is what we're going to walk through to get to the other side so you can see me for all that I am. That's the promise that he's made us. The world is in the middle of this spiritual earthquake and it's being shaken. But God, he's on his throne. He's not worried. He's seated in the same truth that was there from the beginning of time before the creation of the world. And the kingdom of heaven is sitting on a solid foundation that will not, cannot and never will be moved. While this word is true, and this word is true, and his spoken word is true, each of us find ourselves struggling to keep our eyes on the king of kings and his kingdom and not on the earth that's shaking around us. If you were, I've never uh, had an experience of being in an earthquake. Hopefully you haven't either. But my guess is if you have, you were focused on the shaking. On everything around you crumbling. All of your attention would have been on what was shaking. So it's our natural human uh, condition to focus on the shaking. 
But God said in Hebrews 12 and reminded us, when everything else shakes, I will remain and my kingdom will remain. So as much as we want to desire to look at everything around us, watch the news every day and see what what shook apart today. God has called us to keep our eyes on him and his kingdom. I believe the series that we're starting this morning is tailor made for the days that we're facing today. We are going to look at the armor of God, the armor that the Apostle Paul says we should all be wearing. If you have your Bible, you can turn to Ephesians chapter six and we'll get there in just a moment. If you have been a Christian long at all, you've come to the realization that the Christian life is not a playground. It's a battleground. We are in a battle and need to be fully prepared with the spiritual armor that God himself has provided us with. And this morning, we're going to start out by looking at the belt of truth. But before we get to that, I want to make one thing very clear. And that's that we are not fighting for victory. (laughs) She knows. We're fighting from victory. Jesus Christ has already won the battle. It's over. The victory has been won. We don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. He won the battle against the world. John 16.33 says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, because I have overcome the world. The world's already been overcome by Jesus Christ himself. We may experience tribulation. He promised it. He said you will have tribulation. But in the midst of it, we can have peace because Jesus Christ has overcome the world. He won the battle against the flesh. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And he won the battle against the devil. Ephesians 1, 19 through 23 says, And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. The father has put everything under the feet of Jesus Christ. We know how it will end. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, including Satan himself. He's lost the battle. He's lost the war. We fight from victory. These words are true and it's the word of God and it's good news. And as true as the word of God is, it doesn't stop the world and the evil spiritual forces behind it from bombarding us with lies. Every single day we're attacked by lies. And the only way that we can come against the lies of the enemy is with the truth of God. We find ourselves on a battlefield today 
And if we are on the battlefield, we have to be prepared with the whole armor of God. This armor is our weapons of warfare. It's what we're going to be talking about through the rest of this series. Let's take a look. If you went to Ephesians 6, you can go to verse 11 at what Paul says about the whole armor of God. And then we'll take a closer look at the belt of truth. Verse 11, put on, clothe yourself with the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand successfully against the schemes of the devil. That word successfully is not there probably. It might be in some versions of the Bible, but the tense of those words just uh, conveys the idea that it's absolute success. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to successfully withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm, stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Before we go on, I want to point out two things here. First, it's that we start out with the command to put on the whole armor of God. Each piece is important, but it's critical that we clothe ourselves with every single piece. That is why we're going to be covering each one of the pieces in this series. The next thing is the word therefore. You've probably heard this before, but anytime you come across the word therefore in the Bible, you should ask yourself the question, what's it there for? It's calling you to say what what came before this section is important and the reason i'm putting this word here is because what i'm about to say applies to what i just told you so he's saying because of that because we do not wrestle against flesh and blood because we're uh, against the evil schemes and attacks of the devil and the spiritual forces that we cannot say because of that take up the whole armor of god therefore take up The armor of God. Verse 15. And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace, in all circumstances take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all, all, every single flaming dart of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me, that the words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. So obviously we need to clothe ourselves, cover ourselves with the whole armor of God. This is vitally important for us to be able to stand against the schemes and the attacks of the devil. It's important that we understand the significance and importance of each piece of armor. Any good soldier, I'm sure we have some people here that were in the military, but any good soldier in any time of history from the beginning of the world to now has known the importance of understanding their armor, of understanding their weapons, of understanding their uh, weapons of attack and understanding what they have as weapons of defense. 
Some soldiers uh, go through their whole career without ever going to battle. But every single day they spend in preparation to know their weapons of warfare, to know them front and back. There's, uh, in modern day weapons with like guns, they can literally blindfold themselves and take apart their weapon and put it back together. We have to know our weapons of warfare. If you don't know the Word of God, if you don't know the truth that we're talking about, you have to know it. You have to read it. You have to know your weapon of warfare. God's calling us to put on our armor, but if we don't even know what our armor is, we can't be wearing it. We're in a battle, in a spiritual battle that's more important than any physical battle that's ever been fought in history. And Jesus Christ has already won it, but he's called us to walk with him through the finish line. And it's a spiritual battle. We just read that we, what we wrestle against in the physical world isn't the real battle. The true battle has always been against the spiritual forces behind what we see in the physical world. So let's dig into the armor of God given to us for this spiritual battle. And it's no coincidence that the belt of truth is the first piece of armor that the Apostle Paul instructs us to put on. Truth is a foundation. It's the bedrock of the unshakable kingdom. It's the bedrock of our faith. The pieces of armor that we find described in these verses are both for defense and offense. And the belt of truth functions in both respects. I don't know if you ever thought about it or not, but if you look at the picture there, there's a sheath that the sword goes in. And it's fastened to the belt of truth. The sword is the sword of the Spirit. And we won't get into the details of that because we'll talk about the sword of the Spirit when, when we get to that piece. But as we're talking about the belt of truth, I'd never really thought about it before but the sword of the Spirit rests in the belt of truth. The sheath is mounted to the belt of truth. And like I said, we have to know and understand every single weapon that's part of the armor of God. But we also have to know that we're not in attack mode every day. But if you were to ask me about the armor of God or a, or a spiritual warrior, I think in our mind and probably from all the movies we watch, I automatically think of sword drawn, shield up, and let's just go whack at some stuff. Because we're in battle, right? But we're never to pull out the sword of the Spirit unless it comes out of the belt of truth. We have to be in truth. And when we're in truth, and through truth, God says, pull out the sword. We're fighting the battle that he's called us to fight. You can look through scripture from beginning to end. And God always told his people what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. They didn't, well, sometimes they did just go out and do things on their own. And every single time they failed. Because they were doing it out of their own strength and in their own way. We can't just go out attacking everything we see. It has to come from the belt of truth. If we're solid, rooted in the foundation of Jesus Christ that cannot, will not be shaken. If we aren't operating from a place of truth, rather than winning a battle, we could cause a defeat. It's no accident that this is the first piece of armor. 
It's no accident that it's the foundation for everything else. The belt also holds leather straps that drape around it, and these were for defense. If somebody else had a sword and you were in battle and they struck at your legs, they would hit those leather straps and it wouldn't get through. The belt was not only an offensive tool to pull your sword from, but it was a defensive tool. So we can both make our attack from a place of truth and go into a place of defense from a place of truth. There's freedom, strength, and stability in knowing truth. When we know the truth, lies will have no effect on us. We are standing on the rock. We are unshakable when we have the belt of truth fastened around us, when we are clothed in the belt of truth. And the reason for this is that the belt of truth is literally Jesus Christ. And I'll show you this in just a moment. But before that, I want us to fully grasp what this armor of God is. Paul's not describing here a list of nice tips. It's not something that's part of the physical world. Paul's describing the impregnable, impenetrable defenses and offenses of Almighty God. The armor of God is a fortified position that is unable to be captured or broken into. These are the key defenses and offenses that we have as believers against a spiritual enemy. They're infinitely powerful. They're spiritual in nature. They're part of the kingdom of heaven, not of this earth. So they are unshakable. We're in a spiritual battle. So we have spiritual weapons of warfare and they're not ours. Verse 11 is very clear. He said, this is the armor of God. And he's given it to us to clothe ourselves with every single piece. They're not physical in nature. They're spiritual for a spiritual battle. And nothing, nothing can defeat them. If we place ourselves under the belt of truth, if we clothe ourselves with the other pieces of armor, there's nothing that the enemy can do to us. Paul said, uh, heaven and earth you know, can't separate us from the love of God. This is what he's talking about. God has given us every defensive and offensive weapon we need to be successful in the battle that he has called us to. But he says, you have to put it on. We have to clothe, our, clothe ourselves with this armor. We can walk in peace. We can walk in confidence and without fear, knowing that Almighty God has given us full access to his armor. Reminded of David, you know, he, uh, when he was going to fight Goliath, Saul tried to give him his armor. And David was like, this doesn't fit. <laughs> you know, he didn't know those weapons. Those weren't his weapons of warfare at the time. And he said, God's going to fight my battle. He'll take care of this. He, he took care of me against the lion and the bear. He's going to take care of this giant as well. And that's what the armor of God is. It's us knowing and trusting that he's going to take care of everything. If we follow him and trust him, he's going to be our defense. He's going to be our offense. And the battle's already been won. We don't have anything to fear, physical or spiritual. 
So let's take a look at how Jesus Christ is this truth that we wrap around ourselves. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. And that word for truth is the exact same word for truth that Paul uses in describing the belt of truth. And in John 8:31 and 32 and verse 36, Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. That's what the truth does. It sets us free. The truth, the belt of truth, Jesus Christ serves as our foundation. The first piece of God's armor that holds everything else together. And Jesus said, or or John said of Jesus that he is, was in the beginning, was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. That word, that truth has been present since before the foundation of the world. The living, breathing, spoken word of God. The written word of God. The truth. Jesus Christ himself, who has always been and always will be, protects us and gives us the foundation from where we launch our spiritual attacks and where we get our spiritual defense. The foundation of our defense and offense in the spiritual battle we are engaged in must come from the belt of truth, Jesus Christ himself. Our spiritual enemy is attacking and scheming to attack us on a daily basis. One of his constant attacks is to question the truth. The way he started out with Adam and Eve. Did God really say? Did God really say? He's attacking the truth. He's trying to bring everything into question. That nothing can be counted on. No previous knowledge. Nothing that we used to count as the truth can be counted on anymore. He's attacking the truth to make the truth look foolish. And we have to remember that the people that we see launching these attacks on the kingdom of heaven and on the word of God are doing so as unknowing pawns of the enemy. They're blind. They're in the darkness. They don't know the truth. They've believed the lies. But it's not them that we're battling against. Ephesians is clear. It's the spiritual forces in the heavenly realms, including Satan himself, that we're battling against. And the only way that we can take part in that battle is to attack in the spiritual realm where they reside. And the only way that we can do that is to put on the whole armor of God. As we go through the other pieces of God's armor, we'll see how we can do battle with these forces. And what we need to understand this morning is every other piece of our armor needs to be rooted in truth. It's no coincidence that the enemy has taken over so much of the world's systems and filled them with lies. Truth that no one would have ever questioned in days before. Truths that were disputed by nobody are now questioned. There's a question of gen- that <laughs> you, you can't even be a woman or a man. There's things that, that in my lifetime, just going back 
five years, ten years ago, things that I would have said, there's no way this could ever come into question. You want to make a bet? (laughs) The father of lies has no line in the sand that he won't cross. He is out there proclaiming lies day and night. And the people in this world who are of the dark, believe them. But we can't fight them by fighting those physical people. It's a spiritual battle in a war that has to be waged in a spiritual realm. And God has provided us with every single tool we need to take place in that battle. Anyone today who stands up for the truth, the obvious truth, is attacked and ridiculed. They're foolish. The world, the shakable world, has literally been turned upside down. We are surrounded by a spiritual earthquake and everything that can be shaken is being shaken. Many things have already fallen, but there's plenty more to go. And God's not going to stop shaking until nothing's left except the unshakable kingdom of heaven. And the truth will be seen. But we have a hope. We have the whole armor of God to successfully stand against every attack of the enemy. There's nothing to fear. We're fighting from victory. Take hope. Don't lose heart. Put on every piece of your armor. And you and I and the whole body of Christ will successfully stand against every attack, every scheme that the enemy can throw at us. If you weren't wearing it when you came in, put on the belt of truth before you go home today. And never take it off. And oh yeah, in case you forgot, Jesus Christ already won the war. We don't fight for victory, we fight from victory. The battle's been won. He's seated on the right hand of God. Everything, everything has been put under His feet. And every, everything created, spiritual and physical, will bow their knee. Before the Son of God, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And that is the truth. I told you about the song, and I'll keep my promise of not singing it. But these are the words from the voice of truth by Casting Crowns. The voice of truth tells me a different story. The voice of truth is telling a completely different story than what you'll see if you turn on the news today. God has a different truth, and that's reality. That's more real than anything physical we could ever touch. His spiritual reality is the truth, and the voice of truth is telling a different story than the world or the lies of the enemy. The voice of truth says, do not be afraid. You have nothing to fear. You've been given the armor of God to protect you against every real attack that could ever come against you. The voice of truth says, this is for my glory. What we read in Hebrews is a promise from God. Everything is going to be shaken that can be shaken. And what will remain is the kingdom of heaven that is unshakable. And that is for the glory of God. 
Out of all the voices calling out to me, I will choose to listen and believe the voice of truth. There's one voice that we're to listen to, and it's the voice of truth, the word of God, the living, breathing word, Jesus Christ himself. And we're called to clothe ourselves, cover ourselves with it, with that and the rest of the armor of God and nothing. It's impenetrable, impregnable. No attack can get through because it's the word of God. And that's the truth. Will you bow your head with me as we close in prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. God, I thank you for truth. Lord, no matter how many lies come against your truth, truth remains. Nothing can change the truth. The whole world could be in agreement. The whole world could agree on a lie and it's still a lie. You are truth and your truth will remain, Father. Thank you for your truth. Thank you that you sent the living, breathing word of God in Jesus Christ. Thank you that he won the victory over sin and death. Thank you that through that you set us free. Free from every sin. Free from every entanglement. Free from every disease. Free from death itself to live eternity with you. Lord, your word says that we are given the full armor of God to go on attack against the spiritual forces, against our enemy. Lord, and we come against the enemy in the name of Jesus. Lord, every spiritual attack, Father, we proclaim that you will turn it for good. Everything the enemy means for evil will be turned for good to complete your plan the plan that you have made from the beginning of the world. You've not been surprised. You've not been shaken. Everything is on time. Everything is on on course and on plan, Lord, because you won the victory from before the beginning. And we give you glory and honor. And there's no reason to fear. Because you are God. And that's the truth. Lord, I pray that you would clothe every believer in this place, in Lampasas, throughout Texas and our nation and the world with the whole armor of God, that we might, as the body of Christ, do battle against the real enemy. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. 